0: of Parmenio, Written in stone. That phrase has, of course, very ancient and old meanings, and it goes back to the time of Moses when he climbed Mount Sinai and brought down from the mountain the commandments from God, written in stone, in tablet form. And... the, the phrase written in stone has invariable meanings. It's for all time, it's immutable. These words cannot be easily washed away. You too can unleash the power of your words and you can take greater control, greater perceived control over your life, career, and your actions through the power of your words and through the power of reflective journaling. And that's what we're gonna talk about on this episode of the podcast, how you can harness your own words to take greater perceived control of your life, to give yourself, increase your self-efficacy, the belief that you can do things, knowledge creation through reflective journaling, and goal-seeking behavior that you can fine-tune much more accurately. So what we're going to do first is, we're going to talk about change events and how it relates to a perceived loss of control in your life and how it adds to the chronic stress that you will experience and how reflective journaling can combat that. Second, we're going to talk just about the power of your words. We're going to look at the research that's been done on, on reflective journaling and most people probably have never really thought about this unless you've Unless you've researched it and really understand, it, it is a very powerful tool that I would um, suggest everybody try. And then third, we're going to set up some reflective journals, some examples that you might use as a Chief of Staff or as a, an aspiring Chief of Staff in different stages of your life and career. All right, so let's talk about change events and loss of control. When you have change events, oftentimes it accompanies with chronic stress because you feel um, like you're out of control, you have less control. What type of events will do this? It could be things such as a job loss. It could be a major organizational change um, in your organization, company, and we know how these things feel. People are unsure. They don't know if they're going to have a job, who they're going to be working for. It all adds up to an enormous perceived loss of control. You could be taking on a new role, a new job as a chief of staff, and it's a new environment, you're unfamiliar with it. You, You have a sense of loss of control over a number of things. You might be having new responsibilities in your existing role as a chief of staff that might have been expanded. All of those, will give you a sense of some less control uh, obviously some much more so than others and obviously what this is going to do is it's going to add to your sense of stress your anxiety frustration anger possibly being upset and this all will uh, likely yield into health and mental health issues and bodily health issues there's a number of things that happen when you go through a change of a change events that you experience the loss of control Um, it activates your sympathetic nervous system which is a stress response which basically activates your flight or fight response and when that's chronically activated it can lead to some adverse health events number one catecholamines can be released into your body which will uh, be associated with adrenal this can increase your heart and blood flow It can divert blood flow from your internal digestive tract and internal organs to your exo, your skeletal muscles. But again, in in a small occurrence, flight or flight response, it's okay. But when it's chronic, it can lead to adverse health events. Um, Number two, you can have neurohormonal activation, which keeps activating and happening because you're experiencing chronic stress. And what happens is you can have your heart and kidney overstimulated, which then in turn can relate to and, re- and lead to um, health conditions which are not gonna be uh, good for you. Third, it can, re- it can suppress your immune system um, through all these effects that are happening on your body. As your body's going through chronic stress states, what happens is it impacts the gene expressions in their DNA and it can change and alter your 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 immune system so change events can be very unhealthy and if we find ourselves in a change event like that one of the first things we want to do just like when we talked about rejection on the rejection podcast is to take those three steps right reframe resist elevate one of the things you want to do when you go through a change event and you feel like it's out of your control is immediately move so you can gain a, a sense of perceived control. All right, And perceived control really is the belief that one has control over their internal state, behaviors, actions, to a lesser degree, the people and places around them. Now. We can use, you can use the power of your written words through reflective journaling journaling to reclaim this perceived control. So let's just, let's talk about why and how this works the way it does. Um, CS Hale, done a lot of research on organizations and organizational change, uh, research from 93, what they found is that using journals to document your time experiences, your temporal experiences, will give you a greater sense of control. Um, Tracking it, reflecting on your daily uh, activities, beliefs, moods, leads to the person having a greater sense of perceived control. It enables reflexive building of temporal orientation, so you have a better sense of your time and how you're interacting with time. Nicholas, 2006. Journaling as a method to improve mood and daily functioning works, including depressive and anxiety disorders. So if you're experiencing something of a a more severe nature, depression, anxiety, it's been shown that reflective journaling can help mitigate and combat that. Journaling can improve self-awareness, active reflection, and changes in thoughts. That's all from Nicholas's research. So again, what we're hearing and seeing is that the process of reflection, reflecting on mood, behaviors, actions, is can be a very powerful thing. Fritzen did research on students. And what they did was they had them do reflective journaling as they were learning a, a new language, I believe. The research from that um, case showed that Students that use reflective journaling had a much higher, significantly higher self-efficacy, meaning the students had a greater belief that they could complete the objectives and the goals that they had set forth in front of them. Again, another, another example of the power of your words. Dunlap, 2006. Reflective journaling generates new knowledge, so it can generate new knowledge. It provides a link between reflection what's been happening, and experiential learning for processing in a meaningful way and captures changes in your perceptions. Meaning I'm reflecting on things, I'm thinking about it, I'm learning how to navigate as I go forward and that process of linking the past with reflection and actions with experiential learning allows me to to gain greater insights, make adjustments to how I'm learning and what I'm doing and much more easily navigate towards my goals and objectives and that's how I've I found it I use ex- I use extent, uh, reflective journaling extensively for a lot of different activities and it's very very powerful tool for doing just that all right so let's let's talk about reflective journaling how would you set it up you could be an aspiring chief of staff how might you set up a reflective journal if you're in that stage you might already be a chief of staff and your organization is going through an organizational change. How can you use reflective journaling to empower yourself and other people in the organization? You might be a chief of staff who's taken on a new, a new job as a chief of staff. Um, it's going to give you a sense of, of loss of control. It's not as familiar. How can you set up a a reflective journal to help you through that? So we're gonna go through those three examples just to kind of mock them up, to give you some ideas and if you're kind of wondering how you might start. First of all, just to, to define what reflection, and this is according to Sean, reflection is, you can either be reflection in action, so you're thinking about reflecting an activity while you're doing it and experiencing it, or it can be reflection on an action Um, That has happened in the past tense, so you reflect about an activity experience that has already happened. For example, I might say my mood today was about a seven, you know, in terms of my elevation, how I felt positively. And why did it feel that way? And then what actions can I take to increase it? So that would be a reflection. All right, so we talked about uh, how a chief of staff might use this. Let's go through the three examples. Number one, uh, I'm I'm an aspiring chief of staff searching for a new job. Number two, uh, second scenario, I'm already a chief of staff, but I'm I'm taking on the job. So it's new, It's, it's perceived loss of control to a degree, it's unfamiliar. And number three, I am the chief of staff in a large organization. And we've just had an announcement of a large organizational change that's coming That's that hasn't been fully, fully defined yet. All right. So these are baselines that we can then use to adapt and, and start our own reflective journals. All right. So number one, I am a aspiring chief of staff on a job search. So I'm going to have, I might have these following categories. And again, I think it's good not to boil the ocean on this. Start off small and focused. You can evolve this over time and make it your own, something that works for you. So you want to experiment. My first category in this case is going to be my mood. I'm going to score it one through 10 because I want to be upbeat and positive as I'm going through this job shirts. And I'm also all going to add another category of what things did I do today to elevate my mood, exercise, fasting, meditation, chanting, gratitude statements, mindfulness, All of those things, smiling, all those things I can do to elevate my mood. My second category is going to be around interview prepping and I'm going to have some cue words here and the cue words are meant to help direct me as I'm going into an interview session. So my cue words are going to be SAR, tight, reflexed body, SAR, tight, reflexed body and SAR stands for situation, action, results, which is a common approach people use to answer um behavioral competency questions tight my questions are answered in under three minutes so they're tight and a lot of a lot of uh, interviewers and experts for example corn fairy keep your keep your answers shorter than three minutes tight relaxed i want to be relaxed and authentic during the interview and then body. i want to have good body language open and accessible friendly smiling eye contact right I want to really be present with the interviewer and make them feel that I'm fully engaged and present with them. Then what I might do is, throughout the day, go through and answer some some mock questions that I have. I can time myself. I can do it in the mirror. I can rate myself and reflect afterwards, right, and I can say, I gave myself a 7 out of 10 on that one. What things could I do better? I wasn't tight enough. I kind of rambled a little bit. My body language was good, but I didn't have good enough eye contact, so I want to think and and work on that a little bit more. Then I do it again later, another mock interview question, and then I score it. What did I score myself? One through 10, and then I reflect on things I could have done better. And then my final third category is contact and networking. What activity did I have today? What's my score? If I didn't have a lot of activity, if I didn't generate any contacts, no outreach, what can I do tomorrow? So again, I'm reinforcing my activity for tomorrow, reflecting on today. It's really the link between reflection of the past, experiential learning, and how I want to make changes in the future. So it's very effective for that matter. All right, so as a summary on the first one, this is uh, the aspiring chief of staff. I have mood score at one through 10. I have a category on how I elevated my mood. I have an interview prep section and I have a contact networking section. So it's three kind of main categories, not super in depth, but focused on the things that I want to be reflecting on at that period of time in my life. And if I use this every day, think about it after a month. If I I do four mock interview uh, questions throughout the day, just throughout the day, that's four, um, and four times 33 is 120. I do 120 in the month, which is fabulous. And I can do longer sessions as well. All right, second um, reflective journal I've set up here is one for a, a chief of staff transitioning to a new job. So kind of like, like the last one, but a little bit different. So um, my first category is mood, one through 10. And again, I score it and then I elevate what actions did I take to, keep, to increase my mood or optimize it. My second um, area is around behavior, and my behavioral, when I'm entering this new organization, again, I'm going to use keywords, Uh, I use keywords as I'm designing for a routine, right? I want to be positive, friendly, present, and have good body language, that's my keywords. So as I'm meeting people, I'm positive, I'm friendly, I'm very present with them. Really, really good body language, good eye contact, open and accessible. So I'm, I make a very, very good impression as I'm going through this organization. And then what I might do is, I, my next category is I score my interactions with people and I, I reflect back on them. Was I positive? Was I friendly? Was I present? Was, I, was my body language really powerful and good? And I can then give myself some comments. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't engage, I was distracted a little bit, I, didn't, I wasn't fully present with that person and I want to be. So that's the second one um, for a chief of staff in a new job. Let's go to the third one. This is a chief of staff in an organizational change. Now you're already on the job, you're, you're doing great work, but you've had a massive announcement or some kind of change is coming and people are, are scared, they're in disarray. People are moving their departments. Some people might lose their jobs. Some people have new bosses. Um, You might not be sure fully about where you're gonna shake out. What do we wanna do? How do we wanna establish perceived control for yourself and other people around you? So again, my first category, mood. I'm gonna score it one through 10. Elevate actions I can take to increase my mood every day. I can reflect on that. My second category is inspire hope. And stability throughout the organization. I want to be a positive force for hope and stability um, throughout the organization. And I want people to feel that in me and so my keywords here are positive, supportive, calm and encouraging. When I interact with people, I want them to see I have a positive disposition about the changes. I'm supportive of where we're going as an organization. I'm calm and I'm encouraging. And one of the things I can do is if I can encourage and support, coach and mentor other people in the organization to help them build out a reflective journal just like this. We can create a movement. Now I might have five people that I've talked to about reflective journaling as we're going through this organizational change and more and more people are doing it it's, and it's growing organically through the group of people, which is a very positive thing. And then my third and final category is opportunities to support. Did I I have opportunities to support other people in the organization in a positive, supportive, calm, and encouraging manner? What actions did I take? How did those interactions go? So again, um, we're starting off with some basic categories. We want to make sure we're doing this then I can always expand and I can evolve this. It doesn't have to stay one thing over time, it can, it can, it can flux and transition as things change, as my situation changes as we see it. So those are the three reflective journal um, samples I've set up. You could take those, start with those, make them your own, change them, whatever you want to do, find something that works for you. Um, but obviously stick to some of the core ideas on the reflective uh, elements of the journaling. next steps what i would encourage is for you to name your journal naming it makes it personal gives it power and emotional meaning so name it something that's dear to your heart Uh, i had one guy working with and he named his the captain's log he's a big star trek fan that means something for him he gets excited when he's filling out his captain's log every day so give it a name put it on it um, some people like to use written words in a, in a, on paper. Some people like to use their phone. I like to use elements of both. And then start journaling. Start reflective journaling. And you will see if you use it, it's very powerful. I'd use it to do uh, track my workouts. I use it to track what I'm eating, my calories. And I know if I don't write stuff down that I normally have written down, I feel lost. I feel like I don't know what's going on. And I've been able to use reflective journaling very successfully to achieve goals and objectives. It's a very, very effective, powerful tool. So your words have power too. Written in stone, they are very powerful. They can help you increase your sense of perceived control. can increase your self-efficacy they can create new knowledge creation and again they link the reflection of the past to experiential learning as you move forward and you can have a much more precise tool to help you achieve your goals and that's what we're all about here on Parmenio. it's coming together as one to achieve our dreams thank you once again and if you have any questions just send me a note Email Glenn G L E N N at Parminio.co C O and I'd be happy to engage on this topic or any other. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of Par